The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. There's only one man 
whose opinion I ever cared about. His Lordship, William Regal. The seal of approval from Lord William Regal is a mark of excellence. It's a badge of honor, and it wasn't easy to get. I earned it through pain and blood and torture and dislocated joints. So I wear that badge, that Blackpool badge of honor with pride. Just like my friend, the perfect wrestler, the great American Dragon, Brian Danielson. We too, we were forged in combat. And it's like his lordship said a couple weeks ago, you wanna get in the ring with us, you wanna stand across from us, you better step up or get stepped on. But this message, it's for anybody who thinks they have what it takes to stand beside us. For anybody who thinks they have what it takes to ride with the three most sadistic individuals in this business. We ain't giving out no free passes. If you think you gotta take got what it takes to ride with us, you need to reach deep down into your soul and find that place where you love pain. If you want a badge of honor from the Blackpool Combat Club, there's only one way to get it. The hard way. Well, that's a tough club. What was the news are? Your liver? Or a dislocated jaw, but John Moxley putting all of the locker room here in AEW on notice. A handful of trunks very nearly stole it. The super kick, solid contact. Boy, he was clean. There we go. He's dropping the pin. Really clean. Adam Cole looking to lower the boom. Now lethal. Yeah. Lethal comes back with a cutter, and now... Lethal injection time! He's looking for oh, no, the oh, counter! Well scouted by Adam Cole. And Cole up to the second rope. He's thinking Panama Sunrise. Lethal on roller skates here. He Big is, trouble. He can barely stand. And Panama Sunrise! And that will fold your tent. One, two... The fighter, the heart of Jay Lethal. He won't quit, and Adam Cole cannot believe it. Neither can the fans. Every fan here thought it was up. But Jay Lethal will not be denied. This match has such huge implications in the top five here in AEW. Boy, what perseverance by Lethal. What courage. What determination. Cole trying to bring Lethal up to his feet, but Lethal in serious trouble. May not be a bad move, I know he's... Cole still with that knee pad down. Lord, no! Lethal avoids. 
O'Connor rolled by Lethal. But look at Red Dragon once again. He pinned him. Lethal. Injection. Oh, oh, oh. Downtown. And the boom. The low blow was a difference maker. The boom put the exclamation point on it. And Adam Cole, baby, has a victory. No winner of this match. Running his record to 12-1. What a cheap son of a... Absolutely stealing one from Jay Lethal here tonight. Jay Lethal had him beat. We saw it. Red Dragon interfered. And then with a lethal injection, the low blow. Came a numbers game that did not favor Jay Lethal, who's, as we saw, amazingly talented. Yeah, Lethal is going for that lethal injection. If he had hit it, it would have been over for Adam Cole. The Cole with a low blow, then the boom. I think Adam Cole has grabbed a microphone from ringside. Oh, great. There is nobody on the planet who deserves the AEW World Championship more than me. Hangman, he stole my victory at Revolution. And two of the last three matches we've had, I won. Because last week, last week in that trios match, when I was pitting Jungle Boy and staring at Hangman Adam Page, I saw fear. Because he knows he's looking at the man who's gonna take his world championship. Adam Page caught lightning in a bottle at Revolution, and the next time we face each other, I'ma shove that bottle up your ass. Because I am a champion. I am a winner. I bring the fight, and speaking of that, your world champion, world champion, he, he's a coward. He doesn't have the guts to come out here and face the three of us man to man. Well, maybe he does have more guts and brains because there are three enemies awaiting in the ring. And here comes the champion walking with a purpose. Hangman Adam Page making a beeline straight to the ring and he is locked eyes with Adam Cole. Doesn't give a damn about the odds. AEW World Champion.
Hey yo, everybody, and welcome. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It is time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast about AEW Dynamite. That's the skirmish right here on the PWC. Um, you're on with me, Christopher Ams. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. I am joined by my always trusty co-host at this point, Needs no introduction. He is the DJ of the PWC. He is the Jimmy T of the PWC. And also from the People's Republic of Australia, Jimmy T, how the fuck are you, mate? I'm good, man. And you must not call me the VJ from now on, the video DJ, because <laughs> just come up with that little intro and the and the backgrounds. I think from now on, we're going to start doing video on our very own network right here on the PWC network. Sweet, sweet. Well, um, we uh, we didn't get a chance to record anything the week after Scott Hall's uh, untimely death. So I wanted to start off by talking a little bit about Scott Hall. Um, I'm not going to go over what other people have already gone over, you know, histories and their favorite matches of his. I will tell you a story of Scott Hall from my own personal life. Um, of course, those of you who have listened to us, you know, in the past, you know who I am. You know where I'm from. Uh, I'm from the middle of nowhere, Canada. I didn't get to go to a lot of wrestling shows when I was a kid. None, in fact. So I've never been in a situation where I've gotten to go shake hands with a professional wrestler or get an autograph signed. Um, in fact, the only time I ever met a professional wrestler was uh, when I was in the Orlando airport as a kid, maybe 11 or 12. And um, I was coming down the escalators and I saw a guy uh, sort of come down the escalator next to me real fast. Uh, you know, like there's multiple escalators. He was in the one next to me, came down real fast. He was huge. He was super tall guy, jet black hair, wearing a t-shirt that said Hall versus Anderson. Um, and I went, Holy shit. Is that razor Ramon? Cause of course I was a kid. I didn't know who Scott Hall was. I knew who razor Ramon was. Um, and yeah, I, I watched him uh, sort of run down the escalator and he went into the bathroom and followed very quickly by, um, and I'm, I'm just giving you the details of the story. He was followed very quickly by, uh, a, by a very eager young Asian man uh, into the bathroom, which I thought was very strange. Okay. Uh, Scott emerged from the bathroom, uh, obviously uh, in a bad mood. You could see that he was frustrated. Don't follow people into the bathroom to ask for autographs. It's fucking weird. Um, Eleven-year-old really? me. Eleven-year-old me didn't give a shit about people signing stuff. I walked up to Scott Hall. I put my hand out and I said, "Razor, you're my favorite." And he took the time. Although again, he seemed very frustrated at the moment. He took the time. He took a deep breath and he said. He said, oh, hey, little man. And uh, he mussed up my hair and shook my hand and uh, asked me what I was doing in Florida and stuff like that. Um, he was very nice. He was very kind. And uh, I'm just very thankful that I have, uh, you know, that memory of Scott Hall. And uh, again, never had any chance to interact with or meet any other wrestlers. But the one time that I did, it was Scott Hall. And it was very pleasant. So big shout outs to the bad guy, rest in peace. And uh yeah, what do you, do you have any do you have any uh solid memories of uh watching Razor Ramon or 
Absolutely, dude. As a matter of fact, he was easily one of my favorite wrestlers during that, you know, the new generation era of WWF at the time as Razor Ramon. Say hello to the bad guy, man. Man, he was just an awesome character. I dug him straight away, man. And uh, once he moved over to WCW, and I'll say this right now, I used to hate WCW, bro. Before, before the like Hall and Nash jumped over, even when Hogan jumped over, I still couldn't stand WCW. I wasn't a little stinger. I would always try to watch it. It just, uh, just compared to WWF at the time for me as a, as a kid, you know, WWF was my, or WWE, whatever you want to call it, is my home team, man. You know what I mean? So it is what it is, even though it absolutely frustrates me now. But back to Scott Hall, man, he was one of my favorites as Razor Ramon. And he sure as hell was one of my favorites as Scott Hall once he jumped over in w to WCW because that NWO thing to me, bro, I think is the greatest storyline in professional wrestling history, bar none. That's just my yeah. opinion, though, man. But, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. I, I mean, you'd have to make a very compelling argument for me to disagree. Um, to me, it was the most interesting uh, angle in the history of professional wrestling. They did a number of things that, uh, today seem like they would be impossible to pull off. First of all, tricking the audience into believing that Scott and Kevin, you know, were from the WWE. And then secondly, having somebody so monumentally popular, uh, turn heel. Absolutely oh, shocking. Geez, man. Absolutely the Hollywood shocking. Hogan heel turn is also one of the best heel turns, if not the best heel turn in professional wrestling history. Man, those guys alone as the NWO were the, was the reason that I jumped over to WCW and started watching that shit every week. Yeah, they were a big part of what pulled me over there too. Um, I was always a WCW fan though because I uh, I felt like more of the show in WCW was was good wrestling. So they, they had Chris it Benoit was definitely, and Chris Jericho. Definitely and, better, better wrestling bar none. It's just, uh, you know, when, I was, when you were a little kid, like as I turned into a teenager – I was a professional wrestling fan. I'd watch everything. You know what I'm saying? But during when you were a little kid, you know, preteen, it was like you were more tribal. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, WWF, yeah. what the hell is this WCW crap? You know what I mean? Even though I would watch it, I would oh, yeah. watch it because it's wrestling, but I would just poo-poo it. You know what I mean? As a kid. Heck, I even collected the ring and the wrestlers back in those days. You know what I mean? And I remember a lot of the stuff. And it was like back then, it was better wrestling in ring. But when you're that young, man, you're not really looking at it from that perspective, if that makes any sense. No, for sure. You've got your team and that's your team. And I know, I mean, yeah. even for me, like uh, I remember when Eminem and Everlast started beefing and I was just like, I'm not listening to Eminem anymore. Blah, I don't like Eminem. Oh, no, I was an Eminem guy man, over that. <laughs> yeah. I love Damn Everlast. Shady. So no, Everlast is awesome, dude. He's cool, but. I'll, I'll buck a 380 on those that act shady. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, but yeah, you know, you grow up and you sort of realize that that's silly. Um, most of us grow up and it just becomes the way we think of politics, but uh, really we should right, always right, just realize that it's silly. Um, but anyway, yeah, Scott Hall, rest in peace. Um, RLT. It's fucking crazy. Man. You will be I, missed, man. It is crazy, man. Only, what was he, like 62 years old, whatever he was? I mean, that's fucked, bro. Yep. Yep. Just a few years older than Triple H, who also has been in the news lately. Um, Absolutely. 
with, uh, you know, retiring from in-ring action, uh, had heart failure, uh, has a defibrillator in his chest at the moment. That's crazy. Crazy, bro. Bruh. Yep. Um, I feel for him, man. I really do, man. I mean, just the look of him, man, you can't help but wonder, like, it must be burning him, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to be hard be not to when be. He's... Yeah, I mean, it's got to be hard when his physique starts failing him, considering that that's, that's been what I mean, his right. personality for so long. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, so yeah, Triple H retired from in ring uh, after after heart failure. Scott Hall died as a result of three heart attacks. Um, you know, take this shit seriously, guys. Um, you know, if you're if you're a male and you're over forty, you should go make sure you're getting your your heart checked out um, regularly. Um, also, apparently, get your prostate checked. Uh, that's just free advice for me for telling everyone who's listening <laughs> to shove something up their ass. Anyway, uh, moving on, <laughs> we'll talk about AEW. Um, let's let's get into this show. Um, there's quite a bit on here, and uh, a lot. Yeah, we start off with CM Punk versus Dax Harwood. Um, first comment, the NWA Tag Team Championship belts look worse than most of the created ones on the 2K games. They look bad. Uh, yeah. They, they look like toy disgraceful, belts. Bro. It's awful. Toy belts. And we're not talking about like actual toy belts that you buy the replicas, like the replica versions. Mm. I'm talking about that plastic shit, bro. Yeah, not one of those ones that's uh, that you know crazy marks will spend five hundred bucks on. No, no, no. Right. I mean like yeah. these belts legitimately look like you know somebody just a little older than my six year old pasted them together with cardboard. It's they're ugly they, oh. and they look cheap. So yeah, absolutely, man. I don't know what uh what they're thinking over there at the NWA, but uh man, I think they've look shout out to Chris Silvia, man, our boy Chris Silvia from Amin Media Network. Uh, and I mean, media group, he's currently resting there as, as well as his girlfriend, uh, genocide mm -hmm. and, uh, or should I say genocide? But, um, yeah, I, I just feel like it's going backwards, man, as a company. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just not what it was when it first started, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that they're having a hard time keeping up in the market now. There's, you know, I think when they started, the AEW wasn't really a thing yet, so they were able to find a niche audience. But I think at this point, you know, you're watching WWE, you're watching AEW. If you're a hardcore fan, maybe you're watching Impact. I think NWA is on that fourth or fifth rung at this point where the only way oh, you're watching shit. it is if you're one of these crazy people who watches Being the Elite too, you know. Oh, hey, that's me now lately, bro. I've watched, like, I caught up, dude. But it, you know what, man? I'm going to play that clip maybe at the end of the skirmish, bro, because that is just cray-cray, bro. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that there aren't talented wrestlers, uh, you know, working for the company. Like you said, Silvio. Absolutely not. Um, You know, and hey, the FTR are the tag team champions. Don't tell me that they're not talented. Uh, Nick Aldis is one of these guys who I perpetually – shake my head thinking like why hasn't someone like signed this guy he's he's everything you want like i don't get it i don't get it bro like he's he, remember when he was magnus dude yep how crap 
was he as Magnus, dude? He was pretty crap. And he switched up almost everything about his persona to become who he is. And he he comes across as just a classy, you know, professional wrestler. Like to me, the, the, the to me, it's very much reminiscent of what I think about GGP. You know, he's just great as an in-ring competitor. He does everything right. His persona's on Gee. point. He's got a great look, you know, uh, why somebody doesn't sign this guy and make him a big deal already is baffling to me, especially when you're getting, you know, main events on TV with, you know, Daniel Garcia. I don't understand why you would, why, you know, like four year, four weeks ago, we had the, the dream match of Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson in the main event. You're going to tell me that somebody didn't actually maybe have a dream match of, Brian Danielson and Nick Aldis, because I'd like to see that a lot more than I want to see Daniel fucking Garcia. I agree 100%, but for whatever reason, I just feel like, is this guy blackballed somehow? Like, I don't get it, dude. Yeah, something. Maybe, like maybe, they've, maybe they found out that he's really still serving the 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 queen, uh, the, 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 uh, the queen of the lizard people and also England. Oh, jeez. Hey, you know what, man? I've got the video about being the elite, you know, with the hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order thing I was telling you about, dude? Yeah. i got to play that segment, dude. You have to see it. Seeing is believing and hearing is believing. But uh, I, I'm telling you, you understand, because when I was trying to explain it on, was it Uncaged or on the blow-off? It was one of those shows. Yeah. I couldn't not give it justice, dude. So... For our viewers and our listeners out there, including you, Chris, I yeah, have to well, play it. It's just currently processing, but I'll I'll tell you. Absolutely, dude. Um, okay, well, again, it's Dax and it's Punk. And, uh, man, they take their time with this match, I'll tell you. This was not a quick uh, squash. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, not I've at got, all. I've definitely got a couple of uh, notes here and we'll go through them and we'll talk about them. So uh, Dax is a good heel wrestler. At one point he blows his nose on CM Punk, uh, which I said, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw Bret Hart do that a couple of times. Um, uh, yeah. That's a hint right there, dude. Yeah. Harwood you know mostly dominates. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Har Harwood mostly yeah, yeah. dominates the early portion of this match. It's good commentary from JR about what each man is best at. He talks about how, you know, uh, Dax Harwood is more of a tag team specialist, whereas CM Punk is a former world champion, etc. Um, Punk looks over uh, at the ass boys to ask, uh, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, had a very quizzical look on his face there right before break. Um, beautiful selling after the superplex. Goddamn beautiful, Jimmy. Uh, both men oh, lay on the mat for a solid 30 seconds before anybody moved like wow a superplex that actually hurts someone what a fucking concept <laughs> oh shit it's true man it's true i mean yeah i mean i'm surprised at how long this match was but what doesn't what bothered me though about this matchup just quietly is why was this match even happening is this a battle for bret hart on the uh, pole was... i mean <laughs> they definitely should have been battling over the hitman world championship or some such um, or are they battling for the excellence of execution? 
Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wonder if they're not maybe setting up a situation where Bret Hart could come in and, and manage um, FTR for a pay-per-view event or something. Um, I feel like they've been leaning no, into I'm it hearing, pretty heavy. I'm hearing it's going to be a permanent thing, dude, not just a one-off. I'm talking about like every week. That's that's the rumor, bro. And it's and it's gathering a lot of steam. So I've you know what? And I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And I actually do think Bret Hart will come in and actually be manager to the revival or FTR. Fuck the revival. I don't know. Maybe we can call him the hitman. I mean, maybe he'll just restart a new heart foundation. How would that be? Oh um, god. The revival, yeah, the revival, get it? The heart revival. That's right. The the the, hey. the revive the foundation revival. You could bring in uh, <laughs> you could bring in Harry Smith as as the as as oh, the third. The, um they, I'm telling you, dude, if the, if they fucking take we should copyright that shit right fucking now, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, let's get Jeff Lippman on the phone. I'm sure he can help help us get a copyright. <laughs> um, shout out to yeah, Jeff, by the way. Best. If if you're Absolutely. listening to this um, and you're and and you've made it this far, you know, past the five minutes of intro, congratulations. Um, you know, I, I know <laughs> that I know that it'll drive you nuts to have to listen to that, but uh, this is our show, so so what? Oh, I'll make sure uh, it's an extra long fucking intro. But you, you know what's funny about Lippman, man? Did you know? I'll give you a little fact, a Jeffrey Lippman fact. He listens to shows at two times the speed. Does he? Well, I mean, apparently I'm a chipmunk then, so. Uh... Apparently. And you know what? I busted him listening to us, actually, like that. As I was about to do a show with him a few weeks back, mm -hmm. I'm like, hang on a second, dude. Are you listening to the skirmish? He's like, yeah. And I go, why do we sound a lot faster? He goes, because I am listening to you guys a lot faster. I go, well, oh, that's weird. You go, I'll go, why? He goes, that's just how I listen to stuff. Okay, well, just I'm for like, you, okay. Jeff, and also for the listening pleasure of everyone else, Christmas, Christmas time uh -huh. of year. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're going to move on now. Uh, <clears throat> the ending to the match is a pretty cool, is a pretty cool sequence here. They, they, uh, they trade pins. Uh, it's pretty, it, it's pretty interesting to watch they're, they're really looking like they're trying to win a wrestling match. God forbid, um, Dax locks in a sharpshooter, which they call a sharpshooter and not a scorpion death lock. Good call guys. Um, Surprised. they call, they lock in a, he locks in a sharpshooter. Uh, punk basically finds a way to counter into the Anaconda vice getting the win. This was about 16 minutes. And, um, Listen, this was a solid wrestling match. This is one of the best wrestling matches that they have had on right, AEW man. as just a wrestling sure. match. But, and I'm not asking for less FTR, so don't get that twisted. I want more FTR on my TV, but if you're trying to convince me that somebody is a main event player, which they are trying to right. do with CM Punk, and it takes him 16 minutes to beat a tag team specialist who isn't even being pushed as a main event level tag team. Um, let's be real. FTR have been pushed recently as a middle of the road tag team. They are not above the ass boys in terms of where they've been booked recently. Oh, spot on a hundred percent. I mean, seriously, it's always start and go with FTR, bro. They don't yeah. know what the fuck they're doing with them. Really? 
Yeah. So I'm not sure how you can call him a top contender, but uh, the match was great. And hopefully they do start pushing FTR more. And um, yeah, CM Punk uh, does the little, uh, you know, motion to his waist after the match to say, I want the belt. I want the belt commentary questions which belt is he talking about does he want the tnt title does he want the world title oh, yeah. is he maybe talking about the tag team championships maybe he's, he's number 30 for jade we don't know <laughs> jade. maybe he wants the ft the ft ftw championship Chris, i think that's very unlikely uh well i, I don't know we that anybody on, actually I'll wants that <laughs> oh yeah he definitely wants that but I've got that clip, Chris, so let me play it because I want your reaction to this. I found you. You working? What is the tablet? I, you broke the tablet. I, what, what are you doing? How to play blackjack. For what? I lost against Adam Cole. I know you lost with Adam Cole. Yeah. I know how to play. Why you don't ask me? Well, I, I have a gambling problem. I cannot beat Adam Cole now. You can beat him? Yes. Let's see play blackjack. I'll show you. No, no, don't, don't break it, please. What is that? It, it's me. Looks nice. Excuse me. Yeah. Get out no! of here. Let me beat Alanco. Go away heat. Well, obviously, I don't have go away heat if I'm still here. Somebody wants me around. 
X-Pac. I love X-Pac. X-Pac's awesome. Fuck you guys. Sounds like my mom. Hi, I'm Mark Sterling, the most famous professional wrestling lawyer. I'm absolutely undefeated in the court of law and also undefeated as a ringside consultant. But that's not all. Here's a list of things I'm undefeated at. I'm undefeated at finishing the local library's reading list. I'm undefeated in the 1997 Dallas Boggle Championship, beating my daughter in air hockey. She's six. Drinking seltzer without burping. Believing it's not butter. Messing up there, there, and there. Never accidentally saying ducking in a text message. Getting the USB in on the first try. And more! Let me be undefeated for you. Call 347-SMART-40 to speak to Sterling. Operators are standing by. Arbos Espanol. There he is. Howdy, 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 howdy. Stop, howdy. Come on. Howdy. You okay? Hey, okay. I rang like five steps. You okay? Yeah. My cardio's great. Oh, yeah. That's good. Good for you. Are you okay? No, I'm gonna lay down. Yeah. Howdy! 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 We can't, we can't keep living like this. What are we gonna do? I know what we're gonna do. You know who we have to call? Don't say it. We have to call mm. the Hat Boys! No! <laughs> Flexum, John. Flexum harder, John! Oh, look at that move. Look at that. What's up? Oh, uh. Yeah, Zoom. I miss you. Yeah, just watching John flex. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, watch, watching me flex, but uh, we actually watched your match. And if you wanted to lose, you could have picked any of us. Yeah, but really good at losing. It's something better. So, so you could have at least done yeah. with your friends, but you know, you had to do with a dinosaur and a, a guy from the jungle, whatever he's from. I don't worry about right. that. We're, we're, look, we get it. We're not upset. It's nothing. Well, like yeah, that. yeah. We're upset. What are you talking about? At least I'm upset, man. Dude, all we do is stand in the back while you get to be on TV. Dude, I don't even show up at half the dynamite. No fucking difference on the show. That's how useless I am here, man. You get to freaking walk around with the belt. You get to be on TV. All we do is stay in the back when you get all the shine. I don't even get to wrestle. The one thing I do best in the world is throw wrestling, man. And that's the one thing I don't get to fucking do. So yeah, I'm upset, man. You could have chosen me and Uno, man. Now here I am. Doing fucking nothing at Taylor Ring. Again, that's where I spend my time at Taylor Ring, man. It's okay. Let's walk it off. Let's walk it off. Let's just go get some Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry. Could have chose us, too. Could have chose us. Could have chose me. Whether you want to admit it or not, the pressure of holding that is making you act like a real piece of shit. So you better get your shit together. Otherwise, all this, it's over. No, 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 hold on. 
Hold on. I, no, get your ass back here. All of you, get your asses back here. You're standing just right behind the camera, like you walk somewhere. I was gonna go somewhere. I don't think. I don't. I don't think so. That's and where you're not gonna, gonna talk to me like that. Actually, you know what? It doesn't matter what you said to me. I didn't understand a fucking word of it. Your mouth sounds like it's full of fucking poutine. Oh shit. Uno, you're fucking poutine. Okay. <laughs> Are you fucking serious, man? The best part of your personality was the alcohol. And you know what? Little pop quiz, friends. That horse you've been riding around this whole time, named is Kenny's Coke Tits. Oh, <laughs> what, you, oh something funny, Alex? Uh, yeah, you know what's funny? Your title reign. Because guess what? Diesel in 95 had a better world title reign than you had. True. Oh, you, you know what? Both our sons are six months old. I, I'm already pretty sure my son is way smarter than yours. You're so fucking <laughs> dumb. That was good. Hey, he's smarter that, that than was... you two and you're on fucking steroids. Okay, buddy? That sucks. That is funny. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not... pretty good. <laughs> but, yeah. That was hard. If you don't wear these tight jeans, I mean, we can see. You have the second smallest dick in the group next to this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> what? Your ass looks fat in those jeans. Okay, I see you over there laughing, Anna. Look, I tagged with Jurassic Express tonight. They hit seven double teams. Hillbilly fuck. And your finisher sucks. Buckshot lariat, more like buttshot lariat. Uh, no. Oh God. fuck, man! Come on, I hey, got him. Five, I got him. Hey, five, five. That's the number him. of logs you're on. You still can't get over. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and your dick smells like shit. That <laughs> is so my fucking dick. tiny. This is why he's holding the mine. Hey, look, man. You guys, do you guys want to get pork rinds and go see the donkey show? All right, hell yeah! Come on, let's go. Let's go. God, I've never ridden a donkey before. No, no, the donkey rides you, baby. Right? No, that's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the fuck was that? And sorry that I had to play for that song, but unfortunately, Shane Van Ryan didn't move forward. But uh, that was it, man. I mean, seriously, that's a better way to bury a guy in a way, dude. Well, I've now watched an episode of Being the Elite, and um, Jimmy, I just want you to know that um, when I. When I stick the shotgun in my mouth uh, tonight, I'll be thinking about uh, I'll be thinking about being the elite and how it scarred me uh, for what remained of my life. Uh, rest in Your peace. Your dick smells like shit, Chris. Rest in peace to Chris Ams. Um, <laughs> Slap. Fuck, man. Uh, oh, fuck! And I'm sorry I had to put you through that shit. Literally, that was. But awful. do you see where I'm? Do you see where I'm coming from now, bro? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. I still don't have any idea why anyone would watch that willingly. It's awful. And uh, Johnny Hungy's always talking about dicks. Mind you, he's obsessed with Adam Cole right now. Dude, Grayson's (laughs) French? Yeah, he's French-Canadian, bro. Even I sort of buzzed out at the time. I was like, what the fuck? Why does he sound like he's from Quebec? <laughs> you know what I mean? I knew he was Canadian. I didn't realize he was French Canadian, but. Yeah, I I knew, like, I knew the tag in... team was Canadian, but. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You can take your Canadian order and take him straight back to Quebec. For real. 
Um, they are Canadian. You had to tell everybody because I'll tell you now, dude. I bet you people didn't even realize they were Canadian. Yeah. Well, um, with that said, we're going to need to take a break while I recover from having watched <laughs> that awful, awful video. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys on the other side of the break. Hey. Hey. All right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put her to bed, man, and then uh, I'll be back on in a sec. Okay. Well, you know what they say. Bad times don't last. Bad guys do. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and take it slowly. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and make you yeah. want me. Now that I escaped, sleep They break when they meet their 400 pound mate. If I could rule the world, everyone would have a gun in the ghetto, of course. We get the up and on their horse. Get the rhyme, drink and moonshot. I pour a sip on the concrete for the deceased, but no, don't weep. Why clefts in the state of sleep? Thinking about the robbery that I did last week. Money in the bag, banker look like a drag. I wanna play with pelicans from here to Baghdad. Gun blast, think fast, I think I'm hit. My girl pinched my hips to see if I still exist. I think not. I'll send a letter to my friends. A born again hooligan, only to be king again. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and take it slowly. I play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No stress, if you don't smoke sex. Less. I must confess, my destiny's manifest in some cortex and sweats. I make tracks like I'm homeless. Rap orgies with Borgie and Bess. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes, bless you if you represent the fool. But I hex you with some witches brew if you do do. Voodoo, I could do what you do. Easy. Believe me, frontin' chicken if me, he be cheapy. So why you imitating Al Capone? I be needing Simone and defecating on your microphone. Ready or not?
on Stephen A's world. I had a, a, a viral pneumonia. Mm -hmm. uh, my lungs were inflamed. And, um, you know, as, as, as the next couple of days went on, when I got home, it got increasingly worse. And uh, my wife saw some, some blood and stuff that I was coughing up mm. and went and got checked. And, you know, I, it was coming from the viral pneumonia, but I had fluid in my lungs. I had some fluid around my heart. So they followed up on it, did an EKG and, and uh, echo and everything. And basically, your, uh, the way your heart pumps out, 55 to 60% of your ejection fracture, if, if fracture is, a, is a good number. Um, I was at 30. Mm. And uh, I got a, a quick text message saying, don't take time, pack a bag real quick, head to the emergency room. I'll fill you in on the way. So by the time I got to the emergency room, my ejection fracture had gone down to 22 mm which, uh, you know, I was in heart failure. Wow. Bad. Um, by the next morning, as they figured that out that evening, by the next morning, as they were sending me in to get an MRI done and, and about to go in for a heart cath, my ejection fracture was down to 12. Mm -hmm. So I was... You, you, just, you, you were I was I was nose diving and sort of at the one-yard line of, you know, uh, where you need to be and, and uh, or where you don't want to be, really, mm -hmm. for your family and your, and your, uh, and your future. When they tell you it's 99%, you know, it gets real. We have three uh, young girls, uh, 15, 13, 11. You know, suddenly I come home, I'm a little bit sick, and their dad, who's, you know, strong always, mm -hmm. uh, suddenly is in the hospital. And I don't know if they understood the, the consequences of it, but, you know, there's, there's moments in there where you... <clears throat> when they're putting you out for stuff, and you think, is this it? You know, do, do, <clears throat> do you wake up for this? That's, um, that's tough to swallow, you know, and makes you think differently, I'm sure, as you've come out of your COVID scare. Um, makes you think differently about life. Doesn't make you any less driven for the things that you do, but it certainly makes you Appreciate the things that you have more, your friends, your family. As great of an executive as you are, you're also a great champion. What does the future hold for Triple H right now? That's what people want to know. Yeah. What do you say to them when asked, when asked that question? Well, for, for me, you know, as far as in-ring, which I get a lot, I'm done. You'll you know, never fight. You know. I, I, I won't, no. I would never wrestle again. First of all, I have a defibrillator in my chest, which, you know, yeah. probably not a good idea for me to get zapped on live TV. How right? about that? Subscribe to... You know, there's, there's moments in there where you, <clears throat> when they're putting you out for stuff and you think, is this it? Well, on Stephen A's world, WWE superstar Triple H revealed that his priorities have shifted after he underwent cardiac surgery in September. You know, do, do, <clears throat> do you wake up for this? And it means that his career inside the ring is over. As far as in ring, which I get a lot, I'm done. I would never wrestle again. First of all, I have a different. First of all. Anyway. Anyway, that's some crazy shit. Let's keep going with the show. Let's talk about what happens next. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the entrance of Bubble Sting. Bubble Sting. Followed by. Meth Sting and the Soma Brothers. So <laughs> the Soma Brothers. So it's Meth Sting and and the Soma Brothers. That's right. Um, they're taking on the American Office uh, Office Workers Union. 
sorry, that's wrong. The the American Outfitters Society. Uh, no, the um, local the society. The the local local three one three. I I don't know. They're they're taking on some jobbers. Um, nobody cares who they're who they're taking on. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna try to cover this. Darby dives on the butcher, followed by everyone standing around, waiting around like a bunch of quails. <laughs> Sting is the one who dives on everybody. Uh, the match is not a match. It's a bunch of bullshit. Everyone is everywhere doing everything. These are my actual notes, by the way. Uh, half the people fight uh, out into the arena and uh, half go up the stage. Darby falls down the stairs because that's what Darby does. Uh, Matt takes a fall through a table on the stage. Jeff does a swanton from the top of the ladder through a merch stand, which no one emptied the boxes from under. Tisk tisk. Um, Sting no sells a chair shot because of course he does. They eventually set up for a twist of fate and death drop, but not before Sting completely fucks up a spot and temporarily forgets how to stand up. The end. This was a freaking car crash, bro. And I just quietly. These was Darby Allen fucking himself up in this match or what, bro? Dude, I don't oh, understand. Seriously. I don't understand what any of the point of this was. And also, what awful business decisions. I mean, they we used to have car crash matches like this on like three shows a year between the Hardys and Edge and Christian, right? Like three shows a year we would have this type of match, and it was always on a, a you know it was always on a big pay-per-view. It was at the Rumble or it was at Mania or it was at, you know, SummerSlam. It was at a big show and it meant something it was when Soma they did this. Soma Slam. I love that. That's <laughs> fucking great. Sorry, I had to fucking just say it, bro. Soma Slam. Absolutely fantastic. That was wonderful. Um, <laughs> and they just fucking wasted the return of the Hardy Boys onto their onto their TV with this? It was just like we yeah. they had the return match last week and now they've had this. So already the Hardys are less special. Um, they haven't taken on anybody of note. So why do I care about the Hardys at this point? What like why do you care about the Hardys, bro? I, I mean, don't look basically look, they're there just to get their fucking tag title run, and then surely after that, we're gonna have Jeff go on his own face paint and all look every time that fucking hardy boy theme starts bro the fans fucking become unglued let's be honest right but not so much so for matt hardy but more so for jeff mm -hmm. and uh you know and i feel bad for matt but as far as this match goes it was fun it was a fun freaking abomination of a fucking match there was a lot of botches a lot of stupid spots like, I won't understand how these motherfuckers would go to each other. Okay, so you're going to throw me down the stairs and it's going to hurt. And then you're going to fucking throw me on concrete. And like, what about when Jeff Hardy went through the fucking table at the end, right? Towards the end, he pretty much missed it and went straight onto the concrete. Like he hit it, but he hit the concrete more than he hit the table, man. And I was just like, oh, geez. When you get a whole bunch of these dudes in one match, you got messed thing. 
the Soma brothers, you know it's going to be chaotic. And private party, you might as well call them the Green Party. I mean, are they even ready for a match like this? Like, really? I, honestly, man, and this is the wrong kind of match to be putting guys in anyway. If you're young and you're trying to learn, this is not the kind of wrestling match a person should have. You should go out there and have 10-minute barn burners with FTR. You should go out there and get your face slapped around for six minutes by dem boys. Like, you shouldn't be having yeah. these kinds of matches if you're trying to train people. This isn't how you train people. Um, the thing, Chris. Was, it, was this match even necessary? No, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't necessary at all. It was a huge waste of an opportunity for everybody. First of all, you're giving away Hardy's matches on free TV against nobodies and for no good reason. You're uh, you're giving away spots where Darby Allen's falling down the stairs on free TV against nobodies for no reason. You, th for no this reason. whole this whole thing and they just did the falling down the stairs thing what six months ago it's not cool it's like you're doing the same joke over and over again you know gi jane 2 is only funny like one time you know after that it's not a funny joke um stupid dude i i, I got and i gotta talk about sting i know there are lots Please. of people out there who are like oh sting's doing great for a 65 year old man legitimately sting could not remember how to stand for about 30 seconds in this match right at the end there he could not stand up even fucking Darby Allen looked fucked up bro straight up it was knees weak from old age the real slim shady can't stand up um <laughs> the real slim shady definitely cannot stand up yeah it was awkward bro as much as I laughed at this match all the way through it was one big cluster fuck. And his no selling of chair shots too. He has to stop that. Like people, ah. there has to be a way for someone to hurt him. Otherwise, why does it make sense that he takes a knee the next time somebody punches him in the face? It's me. It's Stanley. Anyway, all Maybe I know he's is the real mystic. All I know is I never print. saw Bret Hart no sell a chair shot. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, Sting should know better, man. But to his credit, it's his final, you know, his last ride, shall I say. You know, he just looks like he's enjoying himself, bro, straight up. Yeah. Um, anyway, FTR and FTR are holding their little toy belts backstage. Um, <laughs> they're talking about Wait, the ass it? boys. They're not the NWA belts. They're the Triple R, the Triple A Tag Team Championships. Is that what they? Okay, whatever they are. Whatever those yeah. belts are, they're bad. They're in Mexico, okay. they're Mexican, bro. Triple A, the Triple A Mexican or Triple R, whatever you want to call it, Tag Team Championships, bro. Great. Um, did you really think they were the NWA belts this whole time? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, I did. I guess I'm oh, wrong. Shit. <laughs> I was wondering why we kept talking about the NWA tag champs. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, now I'm glad to have uh, rectified that. Okay. Well, FTR talking about the ass boys, and it looks like FTR are turning face. Why the fucking fuck are FTR turning face? I don't know, bro. Aren't they still part of the pinnacle? That would be like... That would make as much sense as if I went on the next blow off and just had all kinds of like real in-depth comments 
and like and like insider knowledge about some Japanese wrestlers. Like it doesn't fit. Arigato. Why the fuck are they faces? It it's I don't it like doesn't it. Doesn't fit and it's 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 all over the place, bro. Like again, I hate to say it, but again, this is bipolar booking. Yep. And this uh in this interview, Dax calls FTR the best tag team in the world, which is true as long as you don't pay any attention to how they're booked or what their recent records are. I'm sorry what. though. They they are the best tag team technically on paper, but they've become soft cocks too, bro. Yeah, I mean Straight they're up. a little sensitive about Shawn Michaels. I don't know. Like <laughs> what do you think oh, Brett God. just ripped his hair out and smacked him around a little bit in the locker room. Like that's how you handle Shawn Michaels. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And to think that Bret Hart's going to take over these two fucking little poofs? I mean, seriously, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully he can help toughen them up a little bit. He can bring them down to the dungeon and stretch them a little bit, and it'll toughen them up. Uh Oh, I wish, bro, but I hope they don't enjoy it. Gross. Um, All right, well, (laughs) up next, we've got the Wild Dragons uh, versus Varsity Blondes. That's right. I'm calling them the Wild Dragons. I it's the you know wild thing and the american dragon so i'm calling them the wild dragons sure i mean that's a good one actually the wild dragons right well they take on the varsity blondes first question how long does julia hart have to wear the eye patch did the mist somehow eat her eyeball and why doesn't black use the eyeball eating mist more often if that's the case why is she the only (laughs) one who's reacted with the the eye patch for six months and everybody else is just like, I'm okay. I mean, minus Pac who was doing the whole thing where I'm blinded. I can't see anything, (laughs) but I can see you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, Malachi or Malaka black has got that eye eating mist on his own eye. Hence Mm. why that face paint gets bigger and bigger and kind of bigger. You know what I mean? But as far as Julia, his art goes, uh, what are they planning? Are we getting a new Alexa Bliss? Is that what's happening? Is she going to become sort of like Alexa Bliss, except we'll call her Julia Mist? Julia Darkheart. <laughs> Julia Blackheart. Uh, Julia Blackheart. Yeah, like Owen Hart. Like Owen Hart, though, too. Remember? He was the original. He was the Blackheart in the Nation of Domination. That's great. No one should ever be allowed to use the last name Hart unless they are directly connected with Bret Hart ever again because it sets a bad precedent, you know? Well, you remember what if, uh, if, if Julia's last name is actually Hart? She's got to pick a different name. It, actually, it, it's like when people. Isn't that Bret's ex wife's name, Julia Hart? Oh, yeah, it is too. <laughs> Maybe she's going to get real fat and cunty. And that'll be oh, that'll harsh. be her rather, her whole turn. Bro. I'd rather his sister, <laughs> Dynamite's fucking wife, ex-wife. <clears throat> All right. Um. Okay. Comments on the match. Griff needs to work on his punches. That's it. Uh, the match is nothing. It's just the Wild Dragons dominating. Uh, Mox takes the mic, puts over Regal. He shouts out Blackpool, which got what I think was an actual smile from William Regal. Um, yeah, surprisingly. Step up or get stepped on, yada, yada. Mox should really keep his mic work to like 45 seconds. Minimum. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Spot on, bro. To the barest of barest minimum. I yeah. agree. See, went on a little too long here, and it was starting to get to the point where it was like, man, and I, you, you never think you're going to say these things. You never think you're going to ha- say these sentences, but I was like, man, can can you just give the microphone to Brian Danielson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, bro. I mean, spot on, man. I mean, fuck. It's true, man. I mean, what the fuck, bro? Brian Danielson should be the one doing all the talking, or at least Regal, anyway, at this yeah. point, right? You put Regal with these guys for what reason? Because both of them can cut promos. They like, need it. As right. much as I'm joking about Moxley, right, and Danielson, they're both fine. They're both passable on the microphone. William Regal elevates anybody he's with, so he's going to help elevate Absolutely. these guys, but... I don't know. To me, it's like I'd like to, and I think that they are teasing, you know, other people joining. But I'd like to see them have somebody else join who has some actual potential, not fucking Wheeler, Utah. I just that's not the right guy. Oh man, why, why Utah? Like seriously, you know, Utah, not good. Um, You know, hey, if well, what about Junior? Right? What about uh, Pillman Jr. there? Nah, he's done, bro. He's ruined. That's it. Once fucking, uh, you know, Metheny, remember her? That was it, bro. I've never looked at him the same way ever again. Done. You know what I think could actually bring him back? Like, legitimately, what could bring him back is if Uncle Brett. Same as? No. If Uncle (laughs) Brett comes back and Uncle Brett, you know, sees him backstage and just walks right up to him and is like, Slap. No, and it's just like, Junior, you need to get your ass back to the dungeon and toughen up. And Junior, lose the mullet now. Yeah, also, <laughs> that mullet wasn't cool when I was wrestling. That's <laughs> Yeah. Well, first of all, if they bring in um, Davey Boy Smith's son, Harry Smith, right, mm, Junior. That would be a juniors. good, that would be a really good signing for them. And... Fuck it. Bring in uh, Crazy Heart. No. Which heart I'm talking about. No. No. Don't sign Teddy Hart to anything. Because he's the least (laughs) reliable human being on the planet. Oh, Oh, come on. 5150 Heart, bro. Dude, listen. Teddy Hart is one of the biggest wastes (laughs) of physical talent I think I've ever seen in my life. He's physically as talented as literally anyone in professional wrestling. He 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 can't he cannot keep his shit together for more than like a couple of days. Talk about a black heart, literally, bro. If you want to talk about the black sheep of the heart family, that's fucking good old teddy bear heart. And trust me, he ain't no teddy bear, but uh yeah, he's a weird cat, bro. No pun intended, he's a weird cat. There's literally a Twitter account that's called Is Teddy Hart in Prison? And it just updates whenever he is or isn't in prison. Like, for fuck's sakes, man. (laughs) Wasn't he getting investigated for murder at this point? Oh, I don't even know. At one point he was getting, I think, yeah, he had a girlfriend disappear or something. I wouldn't be shocked if he did kill her. Teddy Hart is fucking crazy. That's fucked up, bro. Straight up. You're probably right. He probably did kill her. But nevertheless... He he's, was a great he's the Carol fucking Baskins of professional wrestling. And he probably fed <laughs> his, he probably fed her to his cats. They're oh. not big cats, so it have must you, have taken a while, but 
Dude, have you seen the way he treats those fucking cats, bro? He's the weirdest fucking person I've ever seen, man. That's why I'm saying all due respect to the heart name and, I mean, to his physical talents, no one signed that man to do anything. Stay the fuck away from Teddy Art. He so fucked his own career, bro. He literally shot himself in the fucking head. Bang. I mean, wow. Just bad. But, yeah, if you had, you know, if you had Junior... And, uh, you know, and Harry Smith, um, I feel like that could even be a really good tag team, too. You know what I mean? Like, they they work well together. They worked well together in MLW. Um, yeah, but Harry Smith is on a completely different level, man. Oh, I agree. He's, a, he's I mean, he's the main eventer of the three of them, for sure. Oh, Jesus. But, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. Teddy would would be great right next to him. If put his bullshit aside, really, Teddy would be on the same level as fucking Harry Smith. Say, He's physically as capable right? as literally anyone I've ever Absolutely. seen in pro wrestling. Absolutely. And he can talk on the mic too. He's actually quite good, like, all the way around. But if he wasn't such a nutcase yep. and such a fuckhead, like, literally, just a goose, then, you know what I mean? He would be great. But unfortunately, he's not a good human being. No. He's off his fucking rocker. He's just fucked. He's fried, bro. That's what that's what you call fried. He's either literally. on too many medications or too few. Uh-huh. Like there's there's some uh-huh. kind of imbalance there with Teddy Hart. There's something I, wrong I feel, with that guy's brain. I feel, dude. I feel sorry for his parents. Straight I up. I mean, every the thing is, is like when you have somebody, um, when you have somebody in the family who has that kind of. And it's not just mental illness because lots of people have mental illnesses and are perfectly capable of holding a job and having good relationships. And, you know, people work really hard to to make sure that those things are possible. Most people with mental illnesses are just fine human beings. When you have somebody who has severe mental illness and also has the arrogance that Teddy Hart has to think, no, I'm right all the time. It's like, dude, this is a really, really bad mix. That's a that's a killer combination, bro. I mean, yeah, he's he's out there, man. He's out there, definitely, man. Uh, it's a shame too. I mean, if only he got his shit together. He's had ample opportunities to wrestle in the big leagues, bro, but he keeps screwing it up. WB gave him more than one chance. Yep, he was the youngest guy signed it. to WWE at one yeah. point. True, true, true story. And he completely fucked it up because he's a child. Um, yeah, he needs to grow up, man. He's like 40 now. I think he's, I mean, seriously, grow up, Teddy. Come on, bro. Teddy Hart is probably not listening to this because I don't know if, I don't know if you can, uh, if you can get Podbean in prison. Um, but yeah, shout out. I should to- get him for an interview, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you I could, bro. Man. You want to do that? Go ahead, but I'm gonna ask him the fucking questions. Like I'm gonna be you a. Better dick join me it. for this. It'd be, uh, mate, we're gonna go all out, bro. So I'm not saying I'm not promising anything, but I'll reach out to him 100. percent I'll be like Teddy. Why are you crazy? What's the matter with you? Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Oh, all man, right. Is he even still on social media? By the way. Who knows? Um. Anyway, let's into that. Let's move on from. Let's move on from the Heart Foundation that could be. Um, MJF, uh, comes to the ring. He cuts a long in-ring promo about Wardlow and Punk. 
the absolute best part and the thing that will stick out to me is he mentioned himself being the devil, which of course in Texas got a Jesus, Jesus, Jesus chant. Yeah, that was funny, bro. <laughs> they cracked me up. And then and then after what MJF said, bro, he man, I'm surprised they never got heat for the, what he said, bro. Yeah, he said, uh, yeah, and I'll I'll uh I'll nail Wardlow to a cross too, or some some nonsense. I just love the fact that the crowd in Texas gave Jesus a chant because the devil was mentioned. Oh, Texas, 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 never change. Okay, you you weird, insane people, never change. <laughs> All right, he tells Wardlow he's not going to release him. He's going to have him sit at home. Uh, there's almost some interaction, but, uh, security takes him away and, uh, yeah, it looks like for now, uh, MJF is going to try to starve out Wardlow. I don't know. I'm not really interested yeah. in this right now. It's this, this doesn't do anything for me yet. How about you, Jimmy? Nah, it was kind of predictable too. I mean, I did sort of say that maybe he'll win the TNT championship and then pass it to, to MJF. But close enough, he ended up losing anyway. I guess we're moving to an MJF Wardlow fucking thing, I guess. Even though I don't want it. I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think it was time for this just yet. Not so fast, right? After he came off that CM Punk feud. I just think it's dumb. If anything, it should have been done before the CM Punk feud. But I don't know. That's just me. But um, as far as MJF goes, have you heard the latest chit chat? On the dirt. Yes, I've seen a few things about it. Uh, why don't you? I watched it. I watched that interview, and bro, he was. That is one of the best interviews you ever see. And on top of that, he was out of character most of the time, bro, which is a first. But he gave it to AEW many ways too, bro. Do you do you think he's actually out of character, or do you think that this is something he's doing in order to get more heat? Because. This is exactly the well, kind of thing that I think a really good worker could pull off. And I think MJF actually is that. I think he's capable of doing this on purpose. Well, it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. He was going in and out of character. He's mm -hmm. definitely doing it to get himself more over. But don't think there, there ain't some truth to what he was saying either. First of all, he said he wants to go to WWE. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's one thing. Not just that he wanted to go to WWE, but he's pretty much saying, I'm going to put myself on the market. I'm saying it now. Like, Tony Khan better put his fucking money where his mouth is because I'm only going to do what's best for MJF. So him saying that, sure, he's he's talking in a way in character, but he's also, make no mistake about it, he's also doing what's best for MJF in real life too. And I believed every word he said when he spoke about his contract situation. I truly think he's not going to sign between now and 2024 with AEW. I think he'll play the market. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, just give me a sec here, Jimmy. Sorry. No problem, bro. Do what you have to do. Anyway, we'll just have to cut that out. Um, where were we? 
I will talk about MJF. Right. No. Okay. So with MJF, also, like, here, here's, here, here's where I sort of got lost in that interview, where I kind of went, uh, I don't know. I think he might be trolling a little bit in this interview. I, I believe him about the contract, and I think that he's absolutely right to be like, I'm not re-signing. I'm not re-upping my contract. <laughs> why in the fuck would I do that? And yeah, why in the fuck would he do that? To me, it's very reminiscent of, you know, lots of UFC fighters. Uh, lately are having this issue where they sign long-term deals and then, you know, year one of a four-year deal, they become the world champion or they become super popular and then they want to renegotiate their deal. And the UFC goes, no, you signed a four-year contract. You're going to work out your four-year contract and then we can renegotiate. Um, Honestly, young fighters, young wrestlers, young professionals, young people who are in a position to do this, do not sign long contracts. They are designed to fuck you over as much as possible. Don't do it. The financial security you're thinking you're getting, it's not real. They can they can cut you whenever the fuck they want. They they, they are not. So just don't sign that shit. They can generally make you work, but you can generally not make them give you anything. Uh, so don't sign long contracts. Now, as far as the interview goes, though, I took real umbrage with the fact that he started praising the current WWE product. I just thought nobody is that stupid. (laughs) Like that was funny. Nobody's actually that fucking stupid. Nobody's actually going to say that shit. Um, you know, when he said, I respect Roman Reigns. Yes. Uh, that made sense when he said, you know, I respect what they've done over there in WWE. Yes. Um, but once he started saying that he appreciates the current product, I was like, nah, it's a troll. It's definitely a troll. Come on, man. Nobody even, actually even likes Ariel the current Hawani, project. Right. Even Ariel Hawani thought, like, are you, are you fucking talking shit? Or, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't sure. Yeah. He goes, nah, I'm not. Right? But, yeah, that was pretty funny. Look, man, Ariel Hawani, I think, gave the best interview possible for, for MJF, dude. Straight up. Because... Uh, I feel like MJF would be I mean, a really tough guy to interview because you can never really tell if he's in or out of character because he plays that shit real close to the chest. Uh, but you know what? He, I've seen a lot of his shit, and he was definitely like there was times where he was out of character, man. There was no doubt about it. Hmm. Well, cool. Um, up Whether next here with TK or not, though, is interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a little bit of heat. I mean, anytime there's a big superstar who isn't getting paid what they feel like, I mean, you're going to have some of that Dennis Rodman heat. Speaking of which, since you're wearing a Bulls jersey. Um, hey, oh, I'm wearing a Pippin shirt. I should, I'll wear my Rodman one next time. But yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, Pippin, that's what I mean. Sorry, not Rodman. But Pippin, you're going to have a Pippin situation where he's not getting paid what he feels like he he deserves. He's certainly not right. getting paid what he could make. Um, but True. you signed the contract, bro. You said yes to a six-year contract because uh, you wanted the financial security. Well, you got it, but that also means you're not going to make the big money till your next contract comes up. Facts. You're right, man. It's just facts, bro. Um, Utah and Trent uh, don't like each other. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a fucking issue. <laughs> Jimmy cracked corn and... We don't care. That's right. Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal is up next. Um, I did like that. Uh, 
I, I laughed at this. I usually think that this kind of thing is stupid, but uh, Jay Lethal is announced as being from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Um, oh, yeah, that's funny. Props that's to the thing. announcer. Uh, yeah, that was good. I like that. Dustin uh, Roberts. <laughs> yeah, shout outs to Dustin. Um, uh, Justin. The, I mean, the whole like, yeah, Max, I don't like that, but I did like hailing from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, yeah, that was good. It's a, it's a good yeah, one. he's a bit um, of a Mark Todd, fucking Justin Roberts. Just be honest, bro. Yeah, he's definitely a Mark. Speaking of Marks, Excalibur rambles some Ring of Honor history at us. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. Um, Jay dominates early. Smooth work into the break, including some good transitions from holds to pins and back. Um, I really liked most of this match. Um, Lethal locks in a figure four. They move to their big moves. Uh, Lethal misses an injection. Cole with a super kick and a Panama Sunrise. Red Dragon get involved and help Cole win. Uh, it was a nice little match. If you've got 10 minutes and you're looking to just go back and watch like a couple of things, make sure you watch this match back. Uh, Cole and lethal both did great jobs here. Um, specifically Jay lethal, who I just think deserves so much more than what he's being given on AEW. So 100 brother. One percent. I mean, what is he signed for dude? I mean, is he signed for just for ring of honor now or. I hope so. I really hope they do something with Ring of Honor because I I don't know, man. I feel like AEW is starting to get worse. Get worse. Man, yeah, look, I just don't understand. This is the thing about fucking AEW. Out of nowhere, we get a show like where they literally blit loads like in two seconds. Like for whatever reason... We had a monster card, right, on paper, true? Yep. Yep. But why? I don't know. And multiple really good wrestling matches, too. Like I said. Why? And know. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I'm just nitpicking, like, why suddenly did we have all this? I didn't know there were so many blood feuds either. Yeah, everybody hates each other a lot right now. Um, For no reason. Well, well playing murder for, in the dark, just for lame ass reasons. In the dark? It's like I was, it's yeah. like I was saying. Um, I'm not sure if it was we were talking on the blow off or if it was uncaged last last week. No, it was uncaged. Um, you know, you've got this thing with Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet and Yellow Snow and Purple People Eater and all the other shit. And yeah. it's like they've Pinky got this, Mancha. they've got this fucking blood feud. And they fucking just they hate each other, and it's because it's it's because Layla Hirsch, you know, turned her back Ocean. on them. She <laughs> she 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 turned her back on her friends that she teamed with twice. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, do you I know why know it's that cool? You... Do you know why it's cool when Batman and Superman feud? It's because we've seen them as friends for years. First, it's. Like brothers fight, bro. Brothers don't fight, bro. That's what Vince McMahon says. That's not realistic. Oh, oh sorry. My my bad. <laughs> oh Vince. Oh Vince. Um yeah. Speaking of out of touch, uh Cole gets on the microphone and says he wants the AEW title, calls down Adam Page, who comes out. 
they, uh, you know, I'm going to say this again. They pay a lot for like for the cool songs, right? Like Moxley comes out to Wild Thing, and you know they've got the they've got CM Punk's music, and they they're paying quite a bit. Boys. They really need to pay for Rhinestone Cowboy because because that's mm-hmm. that's the perfect entrance theme for Adam. Well, I agree, one hundred percent agree, man. Like a Rhinestone Cowboy, <laughs> just be. And, it would just be great. And they got to change the, the fucking video, man. His video just of a horse, like a graphic horse running and then zooming in and out, like panning, the camera panning in and out of the yeah. horse running. Like, like I'm not kidding. Video. Like I'm not kidding. You know, you could make a better, oh, me. you could literally make an entrance, a better entrance video than them with like in like a couple of hours. And you don't have, you know, a hundred million dollar budget. To produce things, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's true, man. Legit. Only today, I, I, for the first time ever, I started editing video. And like I proper. You could honestly probably already do better than that stupid entrance thing. It's not. It's not cool. Um. <clears throat> anyway, he comes out. The disputed era take him out, and Jurassic Park make the save. Um. <laughs> I, I don't care about my god it's Jurassic Park. <laughs> I I just don't care. I'm not interested in this, not interested in this. Neither do I. We can move on. I think the match wasn't on. very good. All right, let's move on. Um <laughs> moving on here. Archer and Dustin uh looks like uh, it'll be fun for next week. Uh Archer yeah. says everybody dies. Dustin counters with monsters die too. Um. Good Kill me stuff. now. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Sammy and Ty are in street clothes. Ah, this is where the show just done a bad turn, bro. Sammy cuts a promo about being a daredevil. He's not oh. a great promo. Um, ah. He's not great, and Ty is much worse. Uh, they challenge Paige Van Zant and anyone Who she wants you, to Who are you, please? Who are you? I'm going to kick your ass, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass, bitch. I really honestly think this is the wrong pairing. They need to have her and Andrade, and they need to have the both of them. Like, they need to have her and Andrade be the new Triple H and Stephanie and have them open every show with a 20 minute promo. That's what I want more than anything in the world. The only thing in the world that I oh, want more than 20 minute promos from Andrade cool. and Ty Conti <laughs> is a t-shirt with Chris with uh with Will Smith's face that says uh oh. that, that says uh Slop. I'm Rick James, bitch. Or, oh. <laughs> beats, or beats. <laughs> I'm Rick James, bitch. Um, or a picture of uh, of Dave Chappelle dressed up as Rick James, but the caption says, I'm Will Smith, yeah. bitch. And he's like this, like <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh man, seriously, can you imagine that? Ty Conti and Andrade. Twenty minute promo. Let's do a bot. Let's do. Let's do a bot, not a vote. A bot. Let's have a let's have a bot. We will have a bot, and um, if you win, Um, you you stay, and 
if you don't, uh, you go. <laughs> 20 fucking minutes of that to open every dynamite. I swear to God, that's what I want. Uh, imagine this. Baboom, release guy in a room. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh. We're assholes, man. No offense to our Spanish-speaking uh, audience out there, but fuck, man. Come on. No, no, no. Come on. Come on, dude. Uh, listen, if I was in, listen, if I went to AAA right now and I started cutting a promo, <laughs> my promo would still be better than those two's promos. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm a fan of Andrade, man. Just straight up. I'm not a fan of Ty Conti, though. Uh, get away, you fucking skeezer. But as far as Andrade goes, I like Andrade, right? Ali Dalo. But God He's damn it, man. He's fantastic in the ring, man. He really is. He's, uh, he's fan fantastic. He's fantastic in the ring. But uh, he's English. He's a bit, uh, how you say, not uh, perfect. Basura um, is how basura. you say garbage in Spanish. Oh, yeah. so it's basura. I'm basura in my promo. Basura. <laughs> or you could say chafa. Um, there's a couple of different hey, things. Again, I hey, learned chaffa. my Spanish I'm in East chaffa. LA, so nobody at me. Um, all right. Chaffa. So Dan Lambert comes out. He cuts his brand of promo. Um, here's a quote. If you seller dwellers can get your parents to give you an extra $9.99 a month, you can get Paige's fan site oh, and find geez. out why Orange Cassidy keeps his hands in his pockets all day. <laughs> oh, Dan Lambert. Fucking hell, man. How can you hate this guy? He puts everyone to shame, though, man. He's so good. He also he also um, called Paige Van Zandt Lucha Horus, which oh, fuck. so good. Paige Van Zandt? So yeah, good. and I couldn't believe that, bro. That was funny, though. I laughed. I must admit. I actually laughed at that. <laughs> yep. Um, the faces make a sex joke about the title belt, which was gross. Mm -hmm. Not funny. That's funny too. Hala, hala, Paige. Hala. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? What happened with Paige? Uh, just look it up. <laughs> Paige I... and NXT Women's Championship and come. I have no idea that's, what that's you're what talking you're about. Up. I have definitely oh, never yeah. seen that video of her with uh, Xavier Woods and her at the time boyfriend. She, she's, 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 she's shown cleaning up her title belt. Put it that way. I have never seen this video. I have no idea what you're mentioning. Uh, yeah, that's the Brad Maddox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout outs, bro. I mean, more, oh, more cucking in the news. That's great. Uh, Swerve <laughs> challenges Starks for Rampage. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Layla that's Hirsch really. versus Blue Cheese Pie. Um, that's yuck, dude. Yeah, uh, Red dances real sexy until Hirsch attacks her. So we can thank Layla Hirsch yeah. for stopping that nonsense. So, so, so Russia attacked Ukraine. Yeah. Um, also, Red Velvet can do a Hurricane Rana, but not a headlock. So <laughs> go figure, right? I, <laughs> I mean, shit. You can do the hard things, girl, but fucking can't do the simple things. I mean. I, I don't understand yeah. why people like this exist in professional wrestling. You've got people who they can do, do a, a Canadian destroyer, <laughs> but their punches look like shit. What about You're a fucking English destroyer? <laughs> Fuck. 
It's not a Canadian English destroyer. destroyer. It's a no, Russian no, destroyer. <laughs> oh god, the Japanese sunrise. Yep. Um get it? <laughs> I get it. Hirsch does what she does. She's strong and technically solid. Um and she's got she, thick legs, according to JR. She does have some thick everything. Um <laughs> She does some good little heel things here. Absolutely nothing. Velvet does looks good. She is so fucking bad at this. Hirsch wins via cheating. She beats up Yellow Snow after the match. She holds on to an arm bar. Chris Stantlander makes a save. She really, she really couldn't get her up for a toss. She went to toss her, and then Hirsch just kind of rolled over instead of taking a toss. This was bad. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You know, when I said about like, oh, make sure you go out of your way to watch this, but don't watch this match. Go out of your way not to watch this match. If you have let's watched this match, right <laughs> yeah, let's just move right along here. I'm going to suggest this, though. If you ever do come up with like uh, a time machine, go back in time and stop yourself from watching this match. That's That's how much I want you yeah. to avoid this. I mean, shit, it was a Russian lady versus a, an alien from Andromeda. No, it was a Russian lady facing off against uh, a piece oh, of yes. uh, dessert. Sorry. And then the <laughs> alien came and saved the dessert from oh, the Russian I lady. I, for <laughs> I forgot. Let, let's just move right along. <laughs> Moving right along. Jade Cargill oh. is backstage. She says she wants oh, money. She wants green cars. She wants strippers. I like this girl. Um, she's more worried about her clothes for her 30 and 0 celebration than whoever she's facing, which again, I'm hoping is CM Punk. Oh, that'd be brilliant. And he wins it though, bro. He wins the TVS Women's Championship. Yeah, I mean. I mean, hey, if Nyla Rose can win the AW Women's Championship, what's wrong with CM Punk? I you know what man? I can't see anything wrong with it, and anybody who can, let me just point out, you're not a biologist. <clears throat> <laughs> That's right. I mean, it is called the bit show after all, right? That's right. So you don't even you don't even have to be a woman to hold it, right? You just it's have be to a be bitch. a bitch. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen some of CM Punk's <laughs> tweets. He'd fit right in. <laughs> He's right up there in the bitch fucking section. That's for sure. Also, he's a Blackhawks fan, so. <laughs> hey, come on. I like the Blackhawks too, man. Well, maybe you should compete for the title. Moving oh, on. Come on, meow. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Tony calls out Thunder Rosa for an interview. She's interrupted by Vicky Guerrero. Uh, oh, Vicky no. says Rosa doesn't deserve to call herself a Texan. Um well. Rosa is then attacked by Wait. a giant male who Vicky who Vicky It's her adopted <laughs> It's her adopted state of Texas. Texas. Remember? Texas adopted. She wasn't born in San Antonio, although she was born in in San Antonio, but apparently she's from Tijuana, Holmes. Yeah, she's from Tijuana. The, the um, dark side of Tijuana. Yeah. And she has a Canadian to the Canadian soccer team that qualified for the World Cup. What the fuck, bro? Woo! We'll be yeah, just last to place in the tournament. Ass. Great. Hey, you got a half-decent team. I just want to tell you that, for real. But anyway. Let's yeah, but it's soccer. Nobody cares. Um, 
I love soccer, damn it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually do watch the World Greece? Cup every year. I, I actually watch the World <laughs> Cup every year. I'm just fucking around. Um, yeah. It's the only fucking soccer I can watch, but I well, do watch it. It's, it's every four years, brother. Not every year, but... Uh... <laughs> well, you know what I meant. Um, I know, I know. I know what you mean. All right. So like I said, Rosa gets attacked by a giant man. Uh, Vicky says that man is very hungry. Vicky keeps using a female name for that man, which is very odd. Um, Excuse me. Moving right along. Silver and Reynolds versus Jericho and Garcia. Uh, First, I'm not sure why they're sticking with Judas if they want Jericho to be a heel. Because he's a Judas, bro. I know, but you're right. That's true. It's time for a change. But can I just say one thing? That combination by fucking Hungy and Reynolds was fucking sick, bro. They actually impressed me in this fucking match, and I don't want to like these two, but fucking hell, they were good tonight, bro. I've man, I've been saying in ring, Johnny Silver is fucking great, dude. If he would just be kind of serious. Oh man, the potential there. I can't. I can't like these guys, bro. But they fucking impressed me in this match, bro. Yep. Um. All right. Not gonna lie. I enjoyed the. I enjoyed the spot where I. I also enjoyed the spot where uh, Silver did the Jericho pin, where he put his leg, where he put his foot on his chest and then flexed. Old school WCW. Come on, baby. Yeah. Uh, Jr. At one point asks, "Who the hell is legal?" Wonderful question. That's a good question. Um, (laughs) Uh, Fuck. Fuck. Fuck this. I mean, there's no point. There is no point of trying to keep track on who's like, you just watch it in the days, bro. That's the only way you can sort of follow it. Yep. Uh, Another stupid moment here. Uh, Jericho's on the outside. He tosses himself into the ring steps. The referee turns around and thinks it was the Dark Order members who did it, so much so that she kicks them from ringside, which causes Jim Ross to say, "Uh, then it should be an obvious disqualification. You think? Why is JR always right? And why is AEW so fucking stupid so goddamn always? And you know what's even funnier? A lot of people on the IWC claim that JR is senile and doesn't remember shit. Uh, sorry to point out, but JR is always the one pointing out the bullshit week in, week out, bro. JR is the only professional in AEW. I swear to fucking Absolutely. God. Uh, fuck 100%, that. bro. I really honestly wish that, like, JR... Um, I wish that JR and Regal were running this show. That would make for great television. Just Jim Ross... William Regal, they write the show every week. I'd be the happiest motherfucker in Canada. And we have legal weed. I'm hoping. Yeah, you lucky motherfuckers here. If I get busted with weed, I'm going to go to jail, bro. Nah, not go to jail, but I'll get charged. I've dumb. gone to court for weed, bro. How That's fucking so dumb is that shit? That's the dumbest fucking, fucking thing dumb. I've ever heard in my life. I, and even when I was Shut like... Yeah, mate. Even when I was a Mormon, like even when I was like a yeah. straight up like Mormon, I don't drink coffee. Really? Even then, really? I was like, marijuana should be legal. It's stupid that people are getting charged. I, I for that. agree. So Australian government, eat my shorts. That's right. See people. See everybody says that, that I'm right wing. I'm not right wing. I fully support legal marijuana. 
and also if you're the, illegal marijuana and also if you're the kind of asshole who's saying that i'm a right winger uh and that you don't like our show i also fully support your mom's right to have an abortion so blow me exactly garcia fucks up a simple over up and over he uh wax himself into the ropes going out of the ring because garcia sucks um silver kicks out of a code breaker garcia fucks up again taking the combo from the dark order it's a rough night from daniel um they do eventually force him into the double team which as you were mentioning looked really fucking good uh he does pick up the win after a scorpion death shooter see what i did there um i see yeah, and uh, the JAS win in the end. And uh, yeah, the two really good matches on this show and everything else was pretty much crap. Am I wrong? Uh, look, I felt the first 45 was pretty good, right? Regardless of what we were saying, the first 45 minutes though was pretty good. Like it was fun. But then we had a bad turn, bro. Yeah, and to be fair, that main event—I didn't even realize that was the end. I was like, "What the fuck? It's finished!" Like, it was yeah. just—it it ended really flat, in my opinion. Just flat. It you was very abrupt, and very abrupt. Actually, is the right word. That's abrupt, definitely. It was very abrupt, and listen, the the ending to this show again. If you're trying to elevate things in the proper way, the ending to the show should have been and would have been way better if it was Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole in a 10-minute really good match between the two and then the angle with your world champion at the end. That's how you go off the air. I, I agree. Well, we I went off the air it. with Chris Jericho dicking around. I, <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm from Winnipeg. I don't care. It wasn't that good. I don't like the ending. You could have just switched agree, those man. two segments and you would have went off the air with people feeling more uh, more impactful, more emotion about the world championship. I agree 100%. Although I must say, out of the jazz, the Jericho Appreciation Society, I do, I'm starting to actually like 2.0 or 3.0, whatever the fuck they're called now. And I'm talking about in particular... Um, what's it called? Maddie Maynard and Angelo fucking whatever the fuck his name is his last name is. Those two, especially Matt Maynard, fucking cracks me up, bro. Dude <laughs> cuts a really good 1986 heel promo. And I'm not saying that as a as a knock. He sounds like an asshole. He comes across <laughs> like exactly the kind of asshole you want to punch in the bar. He's he's chewing his gum while he's fucking talking to you, and he's he, he's got like sort of this like whiny voice, and also he's just he's got some good verbiage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly though, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Two point have been good the last couple of weeks. Absolutely, and they deserve to to be in the spot that they're in right now, man. I mean, at the end of the day, they've worked pretty hard, man. And the only thing that puzzles me though, I didn't know Daniel Garcia. He's a sports entertainer. Yeah, but also he can't do that or wrestle properly because he fucked up <laughs> multiple spots tonight, including diving out of the ring. Like, if you don't know how to do that, you got to get your ass back to fucking rip and you got to go through some more training. Like, 
bad. Yeah, I agree, man. Stick to your fucking wrestling, bro. Honestly, bro. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for this week. Thank you for being a part of the skirmish. Uh, Jimmy, where can the people find you? Well, they can find me right here on the PWC network.podbean.com. And also, you can find not just myself, but Chris at Hameen Media Group and on channelattitude.com, where you can listen to or watch the, the un- Rampage Uncaged every Friday night and also the blow off. So, yeah. I mean, and also, if you want to follow me actually on Twitter, you can follow me at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. Right on. And as for me, you can find me on all things PWC Network as well as the Twitter. I am at Chris Ams One. Uh, you can probably look me up on Facebook. I will take a serious questioning glance at whoever tries to add me on Facebook, though. Mm-hmm. So if you've got like yourself, holding a replica belt in your in your bio picture i'm not adding you uh <laughs> but i've been chris ams he's been jimmy t we've been the pwc and you've been listening to the wednesday night skirmish peace out everybody peace
themselves as you do teeth, that being few. So let's just pipe down a little bit. Wardlow, Wardlow, Wardlow. It is such a shame that you couldn't get the job done last week. I mean, really. Especially because unlike you, I'm actually a man of my word. Unlike you, unlike you, I honor my business agreements. You see, when I told you a couple weeks ago that if you won that TNT title, you could keep it, I meant it. That's why it's so sad you just weren't good enough to beat Scorpio Sky. Come on. But we'll get to you in a minute. Right now, I'd like to talk to CM Punk. CM Punk, I know it, you know it. These white trash hillbilly hicks know it. you beat at Revolution, just like I had you beat twice in Chicago. So what did you do? You decided to cheat to win. Let me make something perfectly clear. Don't know where, don't know when, but there will be another match. And when there is, I'm gonna give you the most embarrassing loss of your entire career. But even then it won't be over, punk. It won't be over until I attend your funeral and piss on your grave. Stop it. Back to the other spineless coward, the war dog. Oh, you people like Wardlow? That's cause you're inbred. Wardlow, I'm gonna start calling you pig cause that's exactly what you are, a greedy little pig. You see, when I first met you a couple years ago, Chant his name, chant his name, because Wardlow, if it wasn't for me, if it wasn't for the contract you signed nearly three years ago, these people wouldn't know who the hell you were. I made you, Wardlow. When I first met you, you didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. And thanks to me, you now have a beautiful roof over you, and that mama yours is head. And how do you, how do you repay me, Wardlow? By costing me the most important match of my life. And then having the audacity to step into my ring, to speak into my microphone, and ask me to release you from your contract? Listen here, Piggy. You didn't sign some fakakta deal with some schmuck. You signed a deal with the devil. And all the devil's deals are ironclad. You thought you had it bad before? 
Piggy, I'm about to make your life a living hell. If I tell you to jump, you will say how high. If I so deem it fit to kink, strap Wardlow to a cross just like Jesus. How about that? How about that? If I do so demon fit to kick that stake mother of yours out of your house, you won't say a goddamn thing because I own you, pig. I own you. Here. Thank God. Uh oh. Good luck, fellas, all you uh, t shirt security boys. Hold on. Look at now, they're just. Hold it down. Get the rest. Get the rest. Six, get the rest. Six, seven, eight, nine. They can at least 10 men to restrain Wardlow. Three of them. You don't get it, do you, you silly little swine? You don't work for AEW, you work for MJF. And MJF doesn't want you around here no more. That means you're trespassing, bud. And that makes you just like all these marks if they were to hop over the barricade. But don't you worry, you greedy little pig. I'm gonna keep paying you, but I'm gonna pay you to stay home. Week after week, month after month, year after year, until all these people forget you ever existed. Until you wind up the same day you were when I signed you, an absolute nobody. Have fun in the mud, pig. Take him away. Get him out of here! Right. Right. This is how, how, how you treat your employees. How you treat people in general. This does not uh, bode well for this company. Now, allow me to squell some rumors real quick. Apparently, people think the pinnacle's over, and that couldn't be further from the truth. Now that that big hope is out of the way, the pinnacle has never been better. And starting next week with FTR in action, we are about to move up around here. Because what do they say about the pinnacle, Mr. Spears? When you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. Uncontrollable action, an eight-man Texas Tornado tag match. Even though there are no tags, there are tag teams. And Matt looking for payback on his former protege, Isaiah Cassidy. Trying to, uh-oh. Isaiah is caught. Matt Hardy looking for the side of oh. a low blow. 
Just outnumbered, that's all it was. The odds got mad. I'm not sure if he was gonna try to the side effect to take him off that. Take, yeah, take him off the yeah. side of the stage, and yeah, there we see the butcher at the blade. Rolling around the concourse oh, here. They're trash talking him now. Oh, oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Private party! No! Man, if these guys wanted to do some damage to Matt Hardy, uh, they got her done. Look at Darby and Jeff Hardy joining forces. Jeff Hardy's procured a ladder. Oh my God, Jeff Hardy's on a ladder. And the fans immediately, immediately the fans in the arena went, yes, get up on that ladder. Sting and Darby Allen have the butcher and the blade on the tables. This is Jeff Hardy's element. And Jeff is not looking for an arm drag. Jeff Hardy going to the very tippy top. Taking himself out of this fall. That's man. Isaiah Cassidy inside the ring looking for the victory. Oh! Barely. Yeah, Matt Hardy cannot have much left in the tank. Oh! Well, that's one way of countering. Sting is such a veteran, man. He is such a veteran. One step ahead. Uh-oh. I saw a chair rear its ugly head. And Isaiah! That pissed me off. Oh, the stinger firing up, coming back, dominating. And a stinger splash for Mark Quinn. And one for Isaiah Cassidy as well. Oh! Went for the well once too often. Isaiah with the kick. Isaiah putting Sting up on the top rope. He may be thinking gin and juice on the stinger. Mark Quinn, gin and juice, no! Sting, counter, the counter. He just, he snatched Isaiah Cassidy out of midair. Into the dragon sleeper. And Matt Hardy hammering on Mark Quinn. Twist of faith, scorpion death drop combination. all over the arena. Here comes Jeff Hardy back in. Here are your winners, the Hardys, Darby Allen and Steve. What a wild ride. Unpredictable was that eight-man tornado tag match. And the Hardy brothers, Matt and 
Jeff working extremely well with Darby Allen and the Icon Sting here tonight to pick up a huge victory. Jack Harwood, there's a diving headbutt. He caught Punk's flush. Whoa! I don't know if it would be an upset or not. In the eyes of many, it would. Yeah, well, because Dax is primarily a tag team wrestler. And bingo. Exactly right. Ding, remember, ding, ding. In Punk's AEW career, only suffering that one loss to MJF. Well, this crowd loves Punk. They've emotionally invested in this athlete. Punk blocks the suplex uh -oh. attempt. Hard oh, and oh, oh, the over the top. And the, he hung on to his head and his neck Bo as he pulled him over. Yeah, you got to wonder, Tony. Yeah. Who's hurt worse? I don't know, man. That was that was pretty damn violent. That was an awkward way to go to the top and land. Look at this. Watch how he holds on. Yeah. Punk, yeah, went over sideways. And now Cash Wheeler, the other half of FTR. Checking on his partner. Well, he just came out there. He went back in, didn't he? Yeah, he went back in and got away to make it one-on-one. -on -one. I, I, I trust him. He says he came back with the check on his partner. Ball over the top. Well, but anytime somebody's an associate of MJF, you have to Wonder. question their moral well, you know integrity. They're cheat. That's what we're getting beaten around the bush here about. But, but I'm glad to see that he was just really just encouraging his tag team partner on. Yeah, and not, not attacking him, or not attacking CM Punk. Punk, though. Listen to the fans on this, man. Gets his footing on the top rope. Diving cross body by CM Punk. Two, no. Man, that was close. Oh, he flops oh. over. Double pop here. Anaconda Vice, and it's gonna locked in deeply. The Anaconda Vice, so close to tapping out. Look at that right hand. Harwood in deep, deep trouble. Oh, he's he hurting. The pain is there, and Punk trying to maintain control but couldn't on that exchange. Oh, Punk catches the boot of Harwood as Harwood's trying to step through. Punk the up catch. Oh, Harwood, the back of his head struck that bottom it, turnbuckle. It sure did it on hard. There's an inside cradle countered. Oh! And uh, Rimsburg's hand was coming down for that fatal three count, and didn't it didn't like much. Yeah, let's give Bryce Rimsburg a lot of credit on that exchange, man. He was right there with both of them. That was bad and forth that you can get. And Dax had that in tight, but he's still struggling to his feet. Punk, a rising knee strike in the corner. No, Dax Harwood counters. Whoa! Springboard powerbomb. Oh, Punk once again. That's just guts and grit, determination, heart, whatever you want to say. The CM Punk apparently, seemingly, always has an abundance of it. You see here this slingshot powerbomb. It's so disorienting. Go down and then it. Harwood, I think he lost control of Punk's left shoulder, and that's the only thing that allowed Punk to kick out. Perspiration and fatigue, Tony, I'm sorry. No, that's right. It was a great call there, Excalibur, because that left shoulder was open, and it enabled him to shoot his, get some leverage, and shoot his leg straight up, and that caused the break. Harwood, wow, what a match, man. What a night. You're just begun. This feels like a big one. CM Punk puts on the brakes of the kick to the face of Harwood. Harwood in the corner, rising knee strike from CM Punk. Punk now starting to feel it a little bit. Build the momentum. Here we go. Momentum, is it changing? It looks like the momentum's changing. And, oh no. What a counter. Well, he, 
Marwood saw that one coming. Now going for the sharpshooter. He's got the sharpshooter on. Shades of the great breath the hitman heart for that sharpshooter. A submission tried and true. And CM Punk with all that damage done to his lower back. You know he's got to be in agony at this point. Can he make that final crawl to the ropes? Punk rolling over. That's about the only way to give yourself some relief there. And you notice that Punk was engaged in some hand fighting with the grip of Harwood, and now transitions once again, and Anaconda Vice, this time it's cinched in deep. Harwood near the ropes. He, he taps out. Punk lifts and taps. CM Punk with a tap out victory over one tough man. Punk. Great and match. that's Harwood. Great match, guys. Well, you guys in the back watching the monitors, you got some work to do. <laughs> and we got some great matches still to come, but I tell you, these two guys left it all on the map that time. And you see Punk mimicking the dog collar around his neck, bringing himself up to his feet, scoring a huge victory to kick off this jam-packed edition of Dynamite from the AGB Center in Austin, Texas. Harwood disappointed, Whoa. but he should not be disappointed in his effort. He was outstanding tonight, no doubt about that. But on this night, here on the outskirts of Austin, Texas, it was CM Punk's night. Returning from the dog collar match as a winner, but a battered and beaten guy. And here he is looking like a million bucks. I, I think Excalibur, he sent everybody a message too. Yeah, it's the Punk gesturing. But a great effort by Dax Harwood here tonight. But Punk gesturing, was he talking about the World Championship, the TNT Championship, Tag Team Championship? Who knows? Tony, you're right. Three weeks ago, I lost the TNT title. But it is what it is. We can't change what we can't change. I don't have the title, but Tony, I still have this. This ring, when Sammy Guevara's inside of it, with the belt, without the belt, I promise you, I will give you a show like you have never seen before. I will do something so crazy that it makes you people who paid your hard money for a ticket to stand up in your chair and chant, holy shit. And I know, I know. I've heard it my entire career. I can't do this style forever. The bumps are gonna catch up to me. I'm gonna pay for this when I'm older. If I'm gonna pay for it, screw it, because it's worth it, baby. It's worth it. It's worth it because of you people. I understand. I understand you have to give something to get something. And what you give to me when I come out here is everything I truly wanted in this business. Until now.
literally the only thing Canada has gotten right in who knows how long. Myself, the most popular co-TNT champion of all time. We have Paige Van Zandt, the biggest free agency signing in the history of AEW, who unfortunately for you had excluded from her contract all personal appearances in shit-stained towns like Austin, Texas. But if you cellar dwellers can somehow convince your parents to give you an extra $9.99 a month in allowance money, you can subscribe to her fan page and you can see why Orange Cassidy keeps his hands in his pockets all day. Saving the best for last, the champ, Scorpio Sky, a man who has not lost a match since Tony Khan reached puberty over a year ago. Now on your side, we have Tiny Tim and his girlfriend, Lucha Horus. Oh. We won't stay at the top of the combat sports mountain looking backwards at the bodies we've buried. So unless you guys have any interest in giving them what they're asking for, I guess that answers that question. You guys can kiss that match goodbye. Dan, hey Dan, I know, I know we've been living rent-free in your head since you got here, but if you only knew what Ty and I did while wearing that belt, then you know we now live in your mouth too. Continues here live on Dynamite. The Jericho Appreciation Society taking on the number one ranked tag team of John Silver and Alex Reynolds. And if, they, if Jericho's duo wins it, what does that do to the tag team ring? What does that do for everyone's aspiration and, and the pecking order to get to a tag team title match? Yeah, I think that completely upsets the apple cart here. But how humiliating would it be for Jericho to have the, the Jericho Appreciation Society's in-ring debut upset by anyone, let alone one of the top tag teams here in AEW. Oh, Jericho! The Lion Salt, nobody home! Plus, it's a match John Silver's been dreaming of for over 15 years to get in the ring with Jericho. So there's a lot riding on many different levels in this match. Alex Reynolds making the crawl and makes the tag! Silver comes in, charges right at Jericho. Reynolds getting the proverbial hot tag. Yeah. Making the most of it. And I... Oh, this is a childhood dream for John Silver. That great low center of gravity, amazing strength. That's just manhand. Good grief. Garcia sent hard into those, yeah. those ropes. Kinda. Those cables uh, ate him up for a second. Oh, Jericho grabbed onto the top rope, put on the brakes. Yeah. Bandera launches Silver over to the apron, Jericho comes off. Silver is very resilient, very athletic, as you just saw. He's going after all of them. Tony Hungy tonight. Oh, oh, look at this. He went, he, he took down Hager. John Silver just took down Jake Hager. I can't believe he did that. Crowd going crazy here for John Silver. Tony Hungry got Jericho up with the leg and a near fall. 
entire crew. Amazing. John Johnny Hungy unbooked the whole crew in one fell swoop of one giant eraser. Those kicks catch Jerko, but Jericho counters the, the code breaker. The veteran doesn't miss any opportunities. Oh, oh but, but Silver's shown a lot of a lot of the courage tonight. Yeah, don't count John Silver out yet. Dark Order didn't get to the top of the top five by accident. Sure, a great accomplishment. You don't want to lose it, but it's, just, it's almost a foregone conclusion that when you're the number one or three, you got to keep winning. Certainly do. A lot of pressure on Silver and Reynolds here. <laughs> what a night this has been, guys. Wow. It has been a tremendous night of action here in Austin, Texas. Sold out HEB Center. There you go. Uh-oh. Jericho sent to the outside. Ta oh, Alex Reynolds just got the blind tag. I don't think Garcia realizes it. Roll oh. strike. Oh, Johnny Hubby got the big foot in. Look at the combination. One, two, no. Oh, my God. I would have never dreamed that that, have been a, that would not have been a pin. Gave him their best shot right there. That was the big shot. Hager should get beat up with those pants he's wearing. Jake Hager just gets an elbow. He's my boy. From John Silver, Matt Menard gets one as well. Angelo Parker taken down. And Topic's, oh no, Hager. Hager caught. Oh, oh Silver that time. Yeah, just one too many times. All of a sudden, uh, Hager becomes a beast. Oh, look at the inside cradle. Wow, that was a tight hook by Garcia. Reynolds, big time knee strike, but Garcia. Garcia grabbed the referee and Jericho struck from behind. What did he hit him with? He hit him with something. I, he, it, was, it was Jericho's baseball bat, and now Garcia. It was the bat Floyd. Oh and look at this, the Scorpion deadlock is in deep, and Alex Reynolds forced to tap out. Here are your winners, Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. There he's got Floyd in his right oh, hand damn right there. you, Floyd. Take another look and see exactly what happened. Hell, I missed it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he caught it. He got yeah, it. Yeah, that was the turning point of this match. Now what? That's what allowed Garcia to cinch in that Scorpion deadlock and score the win for the Jericho Appreciation Society. You're not going to outsmart Chris Jericho. It's going to be interesting to see where he takes this a band of misfits. Coming up this Friday night, Rampage back at our normally scheduled time. Lance Archer and Dustin Rhodes, plus Ricky Starks defends the FTW Championship against Swerve Strickland. Ladies and gentlemen, for the great Tony Schiavone and Excalibur, I'm Jim Ross saying thank you so much for inviting us to your home once again, and we'll see you next Wednesday night on Dynamite on TBS.